Hello, I'm CM Conway, the filmmaker of the witty and poignant indie, How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood, now on Prime Video, and funnyfailurefilm.com. On this now monthly podcast, we celebrate funny flubs, bodacious blunders, and miraculous missteps that happen to us as artists. So hone your funny bone and let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to our show, inspired by our little indie that could, How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood. The film features friends' fantasies and funny fails, along with an inspiring journey of how two best friends, Ellie and Ben, navigate their way through the entertainment capital of the world while unearthing their true identities. The film is dedicated to the many unknown and struggling artists working hard every day, and the film is a champion of diversity, gender equity, and inclusion, and flipping failure into a prism of possibilities, and having a sense of humor along the way. And that's what we try to do on this show. So if you're an artist and you've had a mishap that's happened in your creative journey, please visit funnyfailurefilm.com and click on share your story. If today's show sounds a little different, it's because I'm using another microphone. The system setup and microphone I normally use was having some technical difficulties. So we're going a little old school today and the mishaps and flubs continue. Today's tale is from chapter 10 of The Story of My Life by Helen Keller. Published in book form in 1903, Helen was a blind and deaf woman, along with being an author disability rights advocate, activist, and lecturer. The engaging story details Helen's first contact with the vast ocean with unexpected surprises. Helen's autobiography was published when the author was still in her early 20s. Many movies are based on historical figures, and Helen Keller is no different. In fact, The Miracle Worker was a movie released and was a biographical film about Anne Sullivan, the tutor to Helen Keller, and their rich relationship. And the secondary source material was this autobiography. The story is performed by George Cooney and is a LibriVox recording in the public domain. Just before the Perkins Institution closed for the summer, it was arranged that my teacher and I should spend our vacation at Brewster, on Cape Cod, with our dear friend Mrs. Hopkins. I was delighted, for my mind was full of the prospective joys and of the wonderful stories I had heard about the sea. My most vivid recollection of that summer is the ocean. I had always lived far inland and had never had so much as a whiff of salt air, but I had read in a big book called Our World a description of the ocean which filled me with wonder and an intense longing to touch the mighty sea and feel it roar. So my little heart leapt high with eager excitement when I knew that my wish was at last to be realized. No sooner had I been helped into my bathing suit than I sprang out upon the warm sand and without thought of fear plunged into the cool water. I felt the great billows rock and sink. The buoyant motion of the water filled me with an exquisite quivering joy. 
Suddenly, my ecstasy gave place to terror, for my foot struck against a rock and the next instant there was a rush of water over my head. I thrust out my hands to grasp some support. I clutched at the water and at the seaweed which the waves tossed in my face. But all my frantic efforts were in vain. The waves seemed to be playing a game with me and tossed me from one to another in their wild frolic. It was fearful. The good, firm earth had slipped from my feet and everything seemed shut out from this strange, all-enveloping element. Life, air, warmth and love. At last, however, the sea, as if weary of its new toy, threw me back on the shore, and in another instant I was clasped in my teacher's arms. Oh, the comfort of the long, tender embrace! As soon as I had recovered from my panic sufficiently to say anything, I demanded, who put salt in the water? After I had recovered from my first experience in the water, I thought it great fun to sit on a big rock in my bathing suit and feel wave after wave dash against the rock, sending up a shower of spray which quite covered me. I felt the pebbles rattling as the waves threw their ponderous weight against the shore. The whole beach seemed racked by their terrific onset, and the air throbbed with their pulsation. The breakers would swoop back to gather themselves for a mightier leap, and I clung to the rock, tense, fascinated, as I felt the dash and roar of the rushing sea. I could never stay long enough on the shore. The tang of the untainted, fresh and free sea air was like a cool, quieting thought, and the shells and pebbles and the seaweed with tiny living creatures attached to it never lost their fascination for me. One day, Miss Sullivan attracted my attention to a strange object which she had captured basking in the shallow water. It was a great horseshoe crab, the first one I had ever seen. I felt of him and thought it very strange that he should carry his house on his back. It suddenly occurred to me that he might make a delightful pet, so I seized him by the tail with both hands and carried him home. This feat pleased me highly, as his body was very heavy, and it took all my strength to drag him half a mile. I would not leave Miss Sullivan in peace until she had put the crab in a trough near the well, where I was confident he would be secure. But next morning I went to the trough, and lo, he had disappeared. Nobody knew where he had gone, or how he had escaped. My disappointment was bitter at the time, but little by little I came to realize that it was not kind or wise to force this poor creature out of his element. And after a while I felt happy in the thought that perhaps he had returned to the sea. Helen's story of first coming in contact with the untamed ocean was an adventure. Keeping in mind she was both blind and deaf creates an interesting peek into a whole new way of experiencing this force of nature. The ocean is an element depicted or included at times in films, sometimes as an illustrious backdrop or a character in the film itself. 
for example, in the wonderful movie Nyad. Something about Helen's story brings the senses alive to the ocean's true power. Also, how Helen navigated her fears and mishaps in the wild waters revealed her courage and abilities to face them. It seemed like a lively metaphor on how she did the same in life and inspires us to do the same. Thank you for joining us in the How to Successfully Fail in Hollywood podcast. Copyright by Showstoppers and FunnyFailureFilm.com Intro and outro song Twinkle Twinkle Little Star by David Mumford Until next time, remember, mistakes makes art more interesting.